Denny Young is no fool. Under this casual demeanor is a deep analytical thinker. He's always ready to pounce on anything that helps keep production quality intact. What secret is he sharing with us today? A dynamic way of hanging and racking that may just get you to drop the box. We're examining how this 40 under 40 got creative utilizing line coat hook systems differently to maximize his batch ovens, keeping employees busy and money rolling to seven figures. You might want to watch this episode on YouTube as we go behind the scenes to tour his facility and view his unique ways. Get ready to level up your powder coater game. Coder podcast. I'm your co-host. My other co-host is working. His name is Ross Scott. We own Maui Powder Works and we have the Powder Coder podcast, which we try to publish every week, a new topic on how to scale your powder coating business. Today, I am happy to announce, um, I guess what I would call a new old friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. His name is Denny Young. And he and his dad, Joe Young, have partnered together and they own DJ Powder Coating in North Carolina. Denny, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Welcome to the show. I do very much so appreciate it. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the fun world of powder coating. Yeah, and, and you've been in it a while, right? We actually, I've been powder coating since I was 14 years old. Started, nice. I'm the classic story of a backyard powder coater. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you know, just did a little bit of metalworking. And then I started realizing that kind of led into buying the Harbor Freight gun. And, <laughs> you know, my dad built a powder coating oven and I realized that I liked bringing things to life and actually, you know, taking something that doesn't look good and making it look beautiful. And I like that a lot more. So it's that artistic side. And yeah, then, um, so that was actually about 2008 and then got hooked up with a big contract, moved into a substantial building in 2012 been upgraded yep. and been just rocking and rolling ever since so yeah you guys have really scaled well i guess in my opinion and i think i'm gonna head over to your website um here in a second but i think one of the things that kind of caught my eye because i'm always on the lookout for powder coating companies that just I'm not sure if they do it right or do it, they do it um, uniquely or they do it. Like I think that's Ross. the biggest question. <laughs> right? that's the big, I think every powder cutter asked that question. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, I just something about DJ uh, that you guys have managed to scale well 
and yet maintain the quality? How? And I think we're going to kind of dive into it a little bit later in the show because more about the topic is coming up. And I think we're kind of coming to realize where, how, how one of the reasons or how one of the hows as to how you've done this. And I, I'm the one that pointed it out to you. And then you kind of said, yeah, maybe that's why. But I mean, you yeah. obviously <laughs> you have methods that are and, and ways that are so different. So I just um, went with it and it made sense to me at the time. But, you know, it's always funny because, I mean, I asked my like you said, I you know, you brought it up to me. and I was like, people don't do this. You know, I, I just it was my way and it just seemed to make sense. So I don't know. It yeah, worked, I'm going to but... share my screen on. Hold on. Uh, well, keep talking, Denny, because I'm just going to bring up the screen and tell us how big your facility is. And like, you well, know, we did you move <clears throat> or did you ever have to move or did you just keep on adding? Well, we actually in 2012, we got this. It was about um, about 1,500, 2,000 square feet, something, not, nothing crazy. And then after a year, we were like, we need a bigger facility. And we actually moved across the street and um, to a bigger facility. And it's about 6,000 square feet. And we had one oven at the time and eight by eight by 22. And, you know, racks is always a batch powder coaters in space. You know, where do you put the racks? How do you stage things? How do you get enough to keep things moving? Mm -hmm. And um, actually, those pictures that you got right now, some of those are in the, the first building. But, um, but yeah, and then in 2013, we just kind of grew and just, grew over got some companies and then 2015 we started another oven and you know the biggest thing was racking you know i mean yeah racking is everything for a powder coater you know that's the it biggest is. question you know when you it first is. get a quote the first thing a lot of powder coaters should be asking is okay how am i going to hang it how am i going to hang it to where i can wash it properly make sure no water gets how can my coaters applicators actually coat it efficiently and then let's get in the oven as fast as possible with, you know, good quality. And that was everything. And so, you know, when I was actually at the smaller facility, you know, I built, I have a eight by eight by 22 foot oven. Well, let's build a seven and a half by seven and a half by 20 foot long rack. And that worked but it was always you know that's just what i thought i thought we should do mm -hmm. you got a big you oven guessing you put a guessing. big rack in yeah let's fill it up <laughs> i think a yeah. lot of powder coaters don't really yeah, i mean yeah <laughs> yeah <about> racks, right? <laughs> so it's like it's just hey let's do that yeah and you know um Ironically, the first big contract I got, we had a bunch of little small parts and stuff and we would do it. And we had a bunch of big heavy parts that we would do at the same time. And that contract lasted for a couple of years, but then we moved and then I was like, okay, I've got a lot more space. Let's rethink this now to keep things moving. You've got a pre-treat, you got a preheat. Yeah. 
and then you put it into coat you put it in a cure and you pull it out and then somebody unhangs. I'm like, well, how do we get all those processes mixed in simultaneously? And um, so we kind of came up with the idea and we just I've got an eight foot oven so we what we got is we got doubles and skinnies. We've got <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it is crazy. <laughs> I should just, probably let's start with the video because I think starting with the video yeah, and the walkthrough. Um, it's hard to explain and it is. Yeah. Yeah. So um I mean you guys also do um uh you guys also are doing the, what's it called? The, the day coral too. You oh yes. Have, those are the, the some coral. of the other stuff. So you've got a lot going on at your facility. You know, you've got the day coral, yeah. uh, which is, what is decoral again? It's sublimation. It gets powder coated, but um, you know, it's um, making things look like wood grain. Okay. Sublimation process. So, so you've got that and then you do the powder coating. Is there anything else other than powder coating and sublimation? Some things are in That's the works. That's a loaded question. Not at this, not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are in the works, but not at this point. I try not to get too too far ahead of myself. Good I answer. I try to, you know, walk before you run, you know, yeah. make sure you got your, your feet underneath you before you... Uh, yeah. start going crazy so but yeah we're, we're working on some other stuff but and we do some we do our in-house media blasting as well oh right okay so you just can just do blasting for people and not have to do a powder coating side yeah so you're just available for that okay um so yeah let me pop up this video because your dad took a really good video for us uh for this show and um gonna is it this one no that's something else so we saw your where is the video here we go okay i finally found the video um so let me share my screen and hopefully we can get it going i i'm not sure you're going to be able to hear the video but you'll be able to see around the shop and some of the stuff that they do so can you see that denny Yes, yes, that is what we call skinny, all skinnies. Yeah. That is in my smaller oven, actually. And we do lots and lots of, actually, those are washed parts. Those look pretty, don't they? That's zirconium, look at that. Yeah, you took pictures of this. Yeah, that was something we developed later after we got a little bit smarter. After a couple of years, we were like, we can do, we can, we can innovate a little bit more. Let's pre-stage everything. Yeah. So all those parts that you see is we, we pre-hang everything. Right. right. And then they just pick up, put them on the racks, and they go straight to wash. So it's a very quick, quick change. There's no waiting for... They cool down very quickly, grab the racks, put them in there, grab a new set, go straight to the washroom and just roll. Right. So, you know, when you and I were talking the other day and I 
the, this video goes so fast, it, you know, I, I it's a bit overwhelming. So it's kind of cool that we're able to stop it um, mm -hmm. and then talk about it and then get back to it. Um, but I think I have a, so you, you talked to me earlier and said that you buy all these hook racks from, from actually Mighty Hook. Mighty Hook. Yeah, Mighty Hook. And they're actually four conveyor belts, but you've modified it. Yep. And I'm going to see if I can find the, um, let me stop my share and see if I can find a better, here's a good picture. So I'm going to share my screen again of uh, like this one that you took is really nice because you can see the overhead. Oh, yeah. So you know, everything's kind of on this conveyor thing going back and back to stack it all. But when you pick it up, what do you pick it up with? Just two hands. You just grab oh, okay. it. The guys just grab it. I mean, it's just the, the whole idea was this. When we, when you have thousands of parts with a batch system, um, you know, we, we just wanted to pre-stage it because it takes – when we first started with this company and I never thought you could, you would never think you can make money doing these things. I, I, you know, I don't charge much for these parts, but the fact that we can run them through so quickly, because when we first started, you know, you hang them on the rack. It's taken forever. Yeah. So we were like, okay. And I mean, I've literally, I've done, you know, once a month, I might do 9,000 parts for this 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 customer and you know it, but so we just pre-stage them but then we just run your wheels you run your frames you run everything else you run your car chests then when we're ready to enduro when we got 1500 for well 1500 parts or something like that then you take your wheels down you just grab them boom 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 put them on the racks go straight to the washroom and you get it all done. The frames cool up pretty quickly. You pull them back over to small parts is what we call it. And, you know, then one person sits over there and inspects them, packs them and goes right. on about their day. So it's a very efficient way to get things to get a lot of stuff moving without the hanging time. Right, because that's and, the long, long time. I mean, we, we just quoted somebody yesterday $800. And I mean, seriously, it was going to take us longer to hang it than it was to powder coat it. And we just kind of, and it was just small, like uh, chandelier parts. You know, mm -hmm. I think there was some washers in there. There was uh, oh. kind of a base, you know, where the wire goes through. Um, and... Uh, there was some kind of a decorative piece, uh, ring type, looked like a gold ring, but it, you know, he can't get it in the matte white. And, you know, it's kind of sad to say that, you know, we had the quote kind of high. And if we'd had something like this, we probably could have charged less and he would have bought it, you know, he would have moved forward with the job. But, you know, at, at some point we got to get paid and, um, I think this so having something like this that could fit in the small oven, even if it's just like one or two of them, not, you know, obviously you're doing thousands of parts, but this was like literally 300 parts. We could have easily have 
And either way, if you give yourself enough lead time on a job like that, you just kind of at the end of the day, maybe, you know, whenever you can, you kind of keep running through your day. But in the in the curing time, whenever you got a spare moment, you go over there and grab grab a little, um, you know, a little spare time, try to tinker and play with it and hang something like this. And even if it's on a small scale, you know, then you just kind of figure out how you want to hang it and then kind of work on it as you can with the time. Then you grab the rack, boom, throw mm -hmm. it on there when you're ready to go, go to pre-treat, preheat, coat, cure, unhang it. Then you can figure out how to unhang it, unmask it later, and you're just right moving. Right. And actually, I have, I do have a uh, kind of partner with uh, a line that actually, after seeing this, he, even though he has a line, he still built a small version of this on his setup in his shop about pre-staging. Hmm. Interesting. So you're even influencing your own market. And that's on a line, mm -hmm. you know, so, and, and we work very closely. I mean, batches and lines, they always, you know, there's, there's two, there are two different worlds. So they are, you know, but this helps just make, it's like you've created a hybrid here. Um, a little bit, you know. Yeah. Now, you give some, you give me, give him a thousand medium-sized chairs. Yeah, I can't do it. He can do them cheap as crap. I, you know, can't meet that. But some right. real small stuff, I can actually come to compete and. Right. I I think this is such an innovative, and I I've got we've got more photos to show people too. It's not just this one, but. Like, I think this one kind of is a key one because it shows, um, it shows you like, what, <laughs> yeah, it shows you a secret, a little bit of a secret. I mean, how you've managed to kind of cross that line between, you know, pulling down some of that tech that, um, and that's kind of really what the show is about is trying to garner some of the best techniques and, and uh, optimization that line coders have to mm -hmm. divulge and this is the perfect example of what we're trying to accomplish on this show is like just to tease out some of these tips that we could alter for ourselves as custom coders and maximize our profitability and quality because you are you know you're still managing to get you saw the website guys i mean you can see the quality that they're putting out yet they're doing thousands of parts and they are a batch coder. I mean, it's like you have the trifecta, Denny. You, you really have, and I know you're very humble, so I'm trying not to overdo it here, but I am just so giddy sometimes when I see some of the stuff that you're doing. Um, it's and like, you know, those parts, that that customer, I mean, they're a, that, that's an A-class finish spec. I mean, and you know, they have metal defects and stuff like that that we reject and stuff because, but I mean, you know, two little specks of trash that are big enough, we'll reject a part and doing that and getting the proper pretreatment and the clean shop and, you know, it's all about the wash and the, the pretreatment too. You got to get it clean, but, you know, we'll run uh, we call those frames, um, mm -hmm. obviously, and we'll run 
40 frames and maybe have two frames of That's parts incredible. that we need to do. I yeah. mean, you know, it, it's dialing in the right powder, the right process, the right applicator and everything. There's a lot to it, but yeah. it took us a while. But I mean, you know, it, I mean, yeah. And I make good money on it yeah, <laughs> and right. I use it for a lot of other manufacturers. I actually have two big companies that I we call it our small parts division. I mean, they're small parts. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, it's probably 25% of my business. I'll yeah, be you are literally, you are literally, I mean, I understand that a batch coder could maybe never um, really compete uh, with a line coder on, you know, just because it's two different systems. But, you know, you are definitely pushing the envelope and hard charging it too. I mean, like, so I want to go back to the video because I really like your dad's video. So let me share the video again. Um, and I have to say, he just video. randomly did this, which is I always sometimes did. the best work ever, <laughs> but it's lovely. It, it just really runs through quickly what all you, you guys are, uh, uh, you know, how you, how you have your setup. So there's those racks we just talked about. Tons of door handles. Got him out. Now he's going to get into some of the jobs. We'll run big shit too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just get we'll run anything. Excited. DJ powder coating. We'll powder coat. That's our blast booth. Oh, wow. It's huge. Yeah. We actually built that too. Ourselves. Now we have the reclaim system in the back. I mean, it's but... just jobs 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 everywhere you look is a job it's crazy forklift i need a new one i built that rack too actually just to make efficient yeah. we get, we get yeah. busy we get space aluminum extrusion go to lowe's car chassis do about three a week of those screens yeah that's a good customer i have no idea what those are Aluminum canopies. And I it's, just want to remind the audience that you guys are batch coders. Because <laughs> yeah, it's we, really I mean, hard to tell that we'll you everything. are at the moment, you know? And I think your dad starts to run out of breath right now. <laughs> Probably. He's a little bit, he's a big guy. Good dude. <laughs> See, those are aluminum awnings. Yeah. And oh, man, I remember that. That's a rack we made for just a specific customer. That's a ton of aluminum extrusion. I think about 100 feet. Those are oh, those prison doors you've been working on too. Yeah, yeah those are going to get sublimated. I love doing those things. Talk about easy coating. Yeah, there's our new booth. Spray I cleaned booth. it. I cleaned it. My oven was down, so I had to uh, got a little bit. That's cleaner. about how big ours is. Yeah, that and I will. I will put a little shout ours out. Ours is twenty GFS. feet, but I put a little. Look, shout I out love that gun on on either side. You know, and you meant we mentioned Terry. I, I'm like my. You know what? And actually, my applicators came up with that. What's that? 
my applicators came up. I was like, you want the guns on both sides or do you want them on either side? I don't know why I didn't think of it, but they did. And they were like, oh, yeah, let's put them on both sides. And I was like, OK, let's do that. Yeah. I like this next scene, too. I love this next scene. Washroom needs a little bit of a. All the wands. Oh, I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> P, yeah. I love my PMs. Oh man. This was late at night, so we're masking. Oh man. It's almost over. There's your powder room. Oh, that needs work. <laughs> it looks organized, but oh man! Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm. I'm for me personally, though. I mean, I always feel like that. You know, you have to always strive for something. You know, I'm my own worst enemy, but I am very, very proud of what I built. But I just always feel like I can do better, and. You know, it's a, it's a virtue vice. It's, you know, it, it, it's your strength is your weakness. And yeah, you know. I know the feeling. I mean, it seems like it's just never enough. I think you and I kind of, we've had plenty kind of coached each other the other day <laughs> about that, you know, like about how it's just never enough. And I, I, Ross is the same way. There's a lot of coders out there. It's just, um, nope, can't go out till it's perfect or, um, it's just got to keep building it. It's never enough. And, you know, I, I think it's what's driving innovation in our industry, yeah. specifically in custom coding. So it's exciting. I, I'm glad there's a lot of other neurotics out there with me and with us sharing well, the ride, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I listen, I told you the other night, I listened to your podcast, um, with, Kaiser, Jace, Jace Kaiser, yeah, yeah. Kaiser, yeah, Kaiser, you know, and it kind of uh, motivated me. And actually, you know, I mean, it just he you does realize motivate other people you. that have the, you know, we're all in the same boat, and we all, you know, we all have different struggles, but we all have the same goal, and which is to obviously make money and make things smoother. And anybody in some powder coat and world period is probably feeling the same thing and it was really good it, it's really kind of nice to hear that other people are the same thing and um but i mean then when i stepped back and watching that video just now actually it was kind of it is a little humbling it's kind of like man you've done all right yeah. <laughs> you know you're not you're not doing bad don't beat yourself up too much and you know, just roll with the punches, just take one one day at a time and just baby steps. You know, you, you, you can't fix everything overnight. You just have to. And when yes, I look that literally happened to you this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally. 
Oh God, you know, powder coated without an oven is not a happy man. So, you know, yeah. and then the parts and everything, but it was down for a couple of days. And luckily I have another oven, but still yeah. a lot of damage control, but we got up and running and guys were never, there. it's never good when something breaks on a three day weekend for sure. Nope. It, you, you know, it's going to go bad from there. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, especially when I'm up there Friday and we were closed and what ended man, up being the problem. Did you figure it out? We we did. It was the uh, temperature controller and the Blemo controller. It was a combination of things. Oh, okay. Just like every, oops, excuse me, just like every powder coating issue. It's normally not one thing; it's two. Right. But finally got it running. We're up to date. Guys are rolling, and yeah. So yeah, because something like that, when you're at the level that you're at. Um, and you know, I, I'll leave it to you if you want to disclose what you make, but, um, you know, when you're at the level that DJ powder coating is at that, that, that could be catastrophic. Um, you know, thankfully you have good systems in place though, in case something like that does happen, you can catch up quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, well, I'm I'm pretty proud and uh you know we we got 40 under 40 or I I I guess I got 40 under 40. I actually I didn't even know that I was signed up for it. My dad and actually my aunt which is my office manager. It is a true family business, but we work well together, but they kind of sent in the article. We got 40 under 40 under 40 um 2017 I think and yeah. We um you know, I mean, at that time, 2017, I guess 2012 was really when I kind of established myself. But we we hit a million dollar in overall sales in 2017, and or yeah, and um, it's all a big blur. I'll be honest. Yeah, it, it can be so fast. But you know, and that's the thing. It's like step back take a moment and I need to do this more. It's bad. I'm bad about it, but take a moment and absorb your accomplishments. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, we did. But when something goes wrong, when you're doing that and you got a lot of employees and I was hoping to be up and running about 10 o'clock this morning and we were up and running by one. I had people, I had a guy just on standby. He didn't take a lunch. He was like, let me know when I wash. I'll just wash. And I sent my coders to lunch and just come back and just hammer through it. Just go. Let's get it done right. But let's get it done efficiently. And that's, you know, so. Yeah. It's a lot, but as frustrating as, as it is, I still wouldn't change my profession and that's from the heart i'll be honest yeah yeah um well let's look at some more pictures of your we're gonna talk about (laughs) skinnies skinnies i love my skinnies i love my skinnies i love them 
we're introducing you guys to the language of Denny <laughs> with this podcast. <laughs> when, when Denny and I were first talking, he was just talking like as if everybody knew what he was talking about. Ross and I were like, what's a skinny? So we're going to show you what a skinny. I got to find a skinny first. So let me... <laughs> I got one of a okay, dove I I, in a skinny. I think I found a skinny to show people. And I could be wrong. I'm still learning what a skinny is, but so it's crucial. a North North Carolina thing that Denny <laughs> came up with. Is this a skinny, Denny? That is a skinny. Okay. Now that's a base, that, that is a short skinny because it goes in my back of it. Short skinny. <laughs> well, it's still skinny. <laughs> it, but it literally is the length of my oven. I got a 15-foot oven and I got a 20-foot oven. Okay. So so you call it a short skinny? Well, actually, I just, yeah. Or a small, small yeah, skinny. Okay. Small skinny, but yeah. But and so I mean, what makes up a small skinny? So like I'm going to, this is the, you call a rack called the skinny. And this is how you made it. What's so, it made out of? Well, it's just regular steel. The whole purpose of this is, you know, when I built my first rack, it was huge. You know, it was as wide as my oven. So, but you only usually hang by one point. You know, you have two hooks and you're hanging in mean, these chairs, you know. Right. You're hanging by one hook or two hooks on one line. So, I'm like, well, let's just narrow the rack so right. we can preheat and cure at the same time. So I got nice. I got this rack and then the two other racks, both of those can fit in my eight foot oven very easily. Yeah. Let me see if I, I'm, I think, is it zoom? Well, actually, yeah. Yeah. Actually, let if me you zoom look in back a there little bit. Yeah. and see the rack on the other side, right to the right is the one I hang the chassis on. That's uh -huh. only like five and a half oh, feet wide. One? This one right here? Yeah, so that's yeah. a that's a full actually we just call it chassis rack. Yeah. But or a big rack. But I mean, you can see, you know, that'll go in my oven with still tons of space, but both of those can go in and actually you can see all the parts. I took that tonight before I left. Mm -hmm. So both of those can fit preheat and cure side by side. Um now right, because the width of your oven is yeah, wider. I mean yeah. Now you have, let me preface this by, you have to know your cure times and yeah, you, you have, have to, track, to track your cure times. Yes. And you yes. need to know what your oven temperature is because opening the door and closing the door will change your oven right. temperature and your cure time or your party will slow a part down. But in ways with small parts, you can always have something preheating, curing, coating, and going back. You just got to figure out your cure times to make sure you're not. We always add a five minutes or what, depending upon the part, we always add a little bit of cure time for opening the door, possibly twice or once, depending upon right. your job. But so you have to know your cure times because your cure times cannot get, you know, you can't just, this cure, this part cures 
25 minutes, you know, and then you open the door, it will change if you're right on the edge. So you have to know that first. But once you figure that out, data pack, or actually my dad designed a temperature profiling system, which we use all the time. And, you know, once you know that, then you can maximize efficiency and you can always have something ready to go. And, you know, my industrial side, this is actually the custom side is what we yeah. call it. Mm -hmm. But my industrial side, there's always a rack that is ready to be powder coated. There's a rack that should be curing and preheating, vice versa, depending upon your scheduling and cure times. And you got to figure all that shit out. But, you know, you can always have something ready to powder coat. And the whole goal is to keep your oven full and always have something curing and i like the flexibility of this you can always do that but even with big racks you can always maybe rotate something but this is the flexibility of stuff and it just works for us i don't know i mean we do now when i saw this denny when you first showed me some pictures and i'm like what is that and you were starting to talk about skinnies and i was just like whoa this is different this is like i i've not seen anybody everybody's still doing the box thing you know like that's just how everybody else has always done it and you guys are so out of the box on this it's you literally out of the box. Um, and I just, you know, people just, it just makes, I mean, because even if your oven's eight feet wide, I mean, I guess the biggest advantage to this is, you know, I've seen other people stack all these different parts on a big box and stuff like this, but this like with a double or a skinny, you know, we have a line on one side and a line on the other. And then we have, I mean, basically you got three lines in the oven. You got your mm -hmm. dub with two lines and then you got another one with one line. And it actually makes it a little bit easier for the coders to, you know, cause you can, you can stack a shit full of stuff on a, big ass rack but then you're maneuvering and yeah that's getting around does. these racks yeah. and you know it's like for your coder purposes yeah here here's a line here's a line here's a line yeah and I, I love that i love that thinking because i always think ross is gonna trip or something because he's and he's so agile even though he's a big bull or bump in into the daggum parts when you're trying to coat them because there's one behind you and you're trying to get into this corner and yeah. trying to get to that corner and it, it's just i I'm think gonna, it actually came from my coders or you know well i looked at my coders and i'm like they're always hitting shit and <laughs> i want to i'm like let's just i think i want to show okay so i'm gonna okay so i think i have a picture of the doubles so let me put that up on the screen um let me share this one. 
Is this a double? Yes. See, here's the thing. So, so that's a double. When I got it burnt, they bent it. See where they right. bent it over there? Yeah. Assholes. But, but it's basically like the skinny. Is it skinny? It's, it's a just, little thread. Comes and you know out all I made one. those out of? You know the racking mm -hmm. that you put up in your shelves? That's all that is. Yeah. That and some regular. I built all those racks and I built them exactly the way I wanted them. And, you know, but so what we'll do, I'm pointing, I know you can't see. So we'll have a dub and a skinny. Mm -hmm. Both of those. Right. And there's enough room. I think the dubs run around like three and a half feet and the other one runs a little under two feet. So you've got some room to, to get them in there in the oven. But the point of it is you can't, you know, you can fit all that in the oven, but if you were to put that on one rack, it'd be a pain in the butt to actually try to wash all that right. and actually coat all that on one big rack. Right. And it takes more time. I mean, those things cure in, in my oven, they cure in 28 minutes with plenty of time. And, you know, they're thin sheet metal. So it's like, let's keep them coating. They can coat it and go on along. And here's another one here. That's where you got to get creative. Yes. <laughs> Nobody's going to accuse you of not being creative, Denny. Oh, I actually love that part of my job. My guys are like, I can't hang this. I'm like, all right, I got you. Let me figure <laughs> this out. So I like this one here because it's a kind of a how what do you call this one? It, it's kind of a double and a skinny. Well, technically, <laughs> that was just which is actually something I want to do on my skinnies because there's times where I have parts. This is actually my next thing because the skinny is say two feet wide well i cut this thing at two feet wide well then there's time so i just put this on to have another point of reference mm -hmm. to make sure this was stable and i right. just tack welded that sucker on but i've also but it's there's a way for you to hang something straight up so it's easier to powder coat you know because yep. you do need to have that level line i'm not sure how many powder coaters do that. I know Ross knows that one of the keys to really setting up your powder coating operation or your, your method uh, is to hang things straight. Um, and, and as you see them, I mean, unless yes. very far, dip, you know, like occasionally you'll have to hang something odd, but, mm. um, but for the most it's not part, ideal. It, 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 this is the best way to powder coat because you, you hang it as you see it kind of thing. Yes. And um, I mean, just like every powder coater, you know, one of my guys hung it upside down and I'm like, no, that's completely wrong. <laughs> so I changed it. You know, I mean, you're going to have to deal with that, but just get creative and think about it and it was my shipping guy that helped him to do it. But I mean, it's, you know, I mean, this is something that 
you want to see what you got. You know, this is the way it's going to sit and it's the way it's going to be done. Came out beautifully. Guy actually loved it. And good old classic flat yeah. black. Let's see if I mean, there's any beautiful. more. Let me see if there's any more pictures here. I think there is. Okay, so here's another close up of um, the uh, Mighty Hook uh, for multiple parts. Here's another picture of that that you sent, sort of an up close picture of some, looks like some door parts. You know what those are? Those are little, you know, when you close your door and the little locking yeah, the strike plates. Strike plates, yeah, that's what they're yeah. called. Yeah, they're strike plates. I do 3,000 of them <laughs> at 55 cents a piece, and I make great money. That's awesome. Well, yeah, you would if you did it like yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're staged, they can run them just bam, 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 straight through. Yeah. And they take forever to hang, but. Because Ross would only just daisy chain them in art because the way oh. we would do that, I mean, it would take forever. I mean, it, this is just brilliant. Really, it is. And honestly, the Mighty Hook system, everybody should at least have like 10 Mighty Hook racks in their shop and a multiple multiple bars because you, you got to burn them at least. And But, you know, when I do candy parts, you know, you do a you do a motorcycle wheel with candies. And then you've got your little tiny little parts and all that stuff. Hang them on these things, mm -hmm. even motorcycle parts. Just take the time, hang them on this stuff and just, it, it eliminates so much headache and, you know, just the, the washers. Um, you know the bolts or yeah you know just all these you can just tear everything so well oh let's see what else we got let's see um well this is a nice shot too um let me uh share this one kind of a um, far away, you know, just so you can see how many you guys can stack. All, oh, yeah. And this is a finished one, so let's zoom in on it because these are finished, right? Oh, yeah, they're finished. Yeah, so the ones that haven't been done are back here. So you do have a burn-off oven, so let's talk about what happens with these racks after. Or do you not? How do you clean these racks? Or how do you maintain the... So what we do is can you can you zoom back in the very very back you see um i can't think i can zoom in anymore on this one but okay i, I think i can go back to this original one no you're fine i mean there was another one in here here we go i think this is well it's actually in the very back of the actually i'm sorry go back to the other one okay i should have i should have here we go yeah, you see where those uh, red, blue, and green buckets are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you see mm -hmm. to the left, right okay. there in the back? No, all right. the way in the back. That. Nope. To the right. Yes. To that the right. That is all 
Mighty Hook Bars. Okay. So what we do is we will stack them up um, and we will burn them off and then we'll just kind of brush blast them real, real quick. And then we just put them back in the frames. And then every now and then we'll burn the actual frames. Mm -hmm. So we do have... I have no idea how many bars we have, but it's in, it, it's, it's a lot. Um, but yeah, there's rack, there's a rack there and there's about three or four. You just, that are hidden by other stuff. So we have multiple, multiple bars. There's probably some in the burn off oven. Um, but you know, we do a lot of parts if you don't do that many parts, you don't have to have any new bars. Right. And you just need enough to rotate. Yeah. You just have to have some to rotate and, um, you know, and then you burn them off and blast them. I mean, trust me, burn off maybe down or we're getting backed up on the burn off or something like that. Sand them a little bit and send those suckers right on. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm sure there's lots of solutions to cleaning racks and, yeah, and making I mean, sure if you, you can keep clean hooks, then you can keep clean, yeah. clean bars. Yeah. You know? So, um, and the way the mighty hooks designed, it always hooks back up underneath and doesn't get any powder. So there's always a decent ground, clean the hooks up at the top. Now they don't come with the hooks. We had to make all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I attended a custom coder forum back in 2018, and one of the presenters uh, was Mighty Hook, and the guy could talk for a solid hour just on hooks and racks. It, 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 there was no That's shortage of content to talk about in that one hour seminar, and he probably could have just kept on going. Um, I had no idea. My mouth was dropped open after that. I mean, a lot of it was for line coding, but like, seriously, the next time the Mighty Hook guy calls you guys, um, you might want to listen in on what he has to say because he might be game changing with Denny's Way and uh, Mighty Hook. And I'm not trying to promote Mighty Hook. There are lots of other powder coating hook systems out there. This is just one of them. Uh, but um, you know, this is, it's crazy how you've managed to just figure this out and utilize the best of what line coders take for, take, uh, take for granted, I guess. And they do. And, you know, this has actually kind of gotten me into, you know, like I said, I've got a close partner um, that has a line and, you know, I can do the big stuff. And the real small stuff you crush me all day on medium sized stuff. But hey, you know, I send him jobs. He sends me jobs, meet in the middle. And, you know, there is a place for, for line coding and there's a place for, for batch coding. And, you know, when he, to be honest, all those strike plates he tried to do and he couldn't do it on a line. I'm dead serious. Yeah. You know, I mean, Cause I was filled up with some of this and we, we literally, he's actually right next door. I mean, we, we work 
two separate companies and we just work together. That's and, good. you know, he couldn't do the strikes. And because we are a batch, we can control how much powder output and how fast the we, we're not chasing parts, we're coding parts, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I apologize to any line coders out there listening, <laughs> but there aren't many, if any. <laughs> well, that, that's that's good because you know, you got to stand up for the batch boys, you know. And yeah, you know, you can you can we can lower our powder and coat the part, and we do three thousand of them, and I had to go up on price, but still, they're still with me. I've probably done 10,000 of those things in the last three months. And it's just seamless and they're easy. Yeah. And I, I, there are some companies um, that I follow that I've noticed have picked up some new accounts that are, I would say more automotive um, based. Uh, I use that same yeah, Principal. like muffler cu- covers and like that kind of stuff. I've noticed I've met a couple coders that are have those or they'll um, they'll just buy them and use it. It'll be like their um, side salad, side business, you know, like kind of thing, you know, where they um, they got a nice price on, you know, just because they it's just merchandise that they can sell and they can make it they could use yeah. their extra powder uh, leftover powder and just utilize that old stuff and keep it, you know, keep it fresh in their powder room and just, you know, sell it online on eBay, you know, or wherever. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just kind of um, thinking about different kinds of ways you can use uh, Denny's ideas here that are just really, really like, and, you know, I know you were kind of humble at first. Cause I'm like, dude, I haven't seen anybody doing this. And you're like, wait, what? You know, like, <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to solve a problem in my shop and stuff, you know, but um, I, I think it's really something that people should think about. And maybe they not, they're not going to use it today, but they're going to remember this podcast. They're going to remember what you talked about. And then they're got, their minds are going to they're, they just made a new neural connection in their brain, right? About how to do something Absolutely. different. And always so. just think outside of the box. And the, the, the best way that I could say is to learn that is order three or four of those mighty hooks. It's minimal cost. And then, you know, you know how many pictures online, everybody's seen them where you got all these little, little parts hanging on this big old rack. <laughs> now imagine all those little parts in a four foot square. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's easier to coat and it's, it, you know, and it's, it's just, it's worth taking a look and then splitting them up, you know, can't always do a hot pass, but <laughs> get your coders to learn how to not do a hot pass and when and when not to do a hot pass and they'll become better coders either way. If they can lay powder down cold and make it look good, then you're good to go. <laughs> we, yeah. I don't know. You call it that. I don't know. Hot, hot flocking. 
Hot flock, hot pass. Yeah, this is North Carolina. That's that's what we call it, hot pass. So, but I don't know. It's fun. Every day's a challenge. Just got to keep digging and keep innovating and just make things more efficient. That, that's the key to this game is, you know, you – every powder coater only has so much they can get in their certain area for to get a job you know your quality and everything can go so far but the more efficient that you can get things through that oven will make all the difference in the world if you can cut two racks into one or or one and a half in a way if you can make that thing you know cut it down Think about your oven first. Think about your oven time. Think about your coders, how to get it out the most efficient way possible. And to keep your quality up. And that's the name of this game. Danny, you are, um, I, I have not, I mean, I've met some really smart people in the industry Jace is another, you know, is one that we talked about earlier. I think he was episode nine or eight or nine or something like that. Mm, I like that. Um, he's all about problem solving and he's all about conveying, you know, he, he does it in a way that is sort of talking to his customer. He somehow can talk to his customer and the industry at the same time. He's really has yeah. a great way of, of doing that, especially with his blog and stuff. Yeah, um, I like his blog. Yeah, and uh, I I think you're you are you are just like him. You have so much wisdom and insight. I mean, obviously, you've been doing this since you were 14. This is not your first rodeo. You have so many great insights, and I I just want to thank you for coming on the show today because I know you had kind of a crazy weekend with ordering parts for your oven and problem solving. And then yet you managed to fit in time for a podcast today. And I, I appreciate that very much and love to have you on the show again. Um, I'd love to, it was fun. It was actually good for me. Yeah. Kind of makes all that other bull crap go out, go out the window. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, uh, I'll just uh, share your uh, DJ, share your um, website one more time uh, DJ Powder Coating they're in <clears throat> Kernersville North <laughs> Carolina what is that is that like north that's the northern part of it's north in between Carolina. like for most people probably know you know Raleigh and Charlotte I'm smack dab in the middle okay so someday um, maybe I'll be there I hope so <laughs> Oh, I need um, to update my page, too. No, well, this is okay. I, I actually look kind of like your website. Um, it, it's needing another page pretty soon, but... Um, um, it, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, but we're working on that, and, and Denny is going to come back soon. I, I promise you that. We've already committed to that, but... Um, thanks again, Denny, for coming on the show. Um, happy to share your uh, your ideas and insights on racking today. Absolutely, I much appreciate it, and I very much so enjoyed it. All right. Mm -hmm.